Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Rogers plays the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. Just had Brian Burke on the show, of course, at one time was the uh, GM of the uh, Canucks organization. Had Louis DeBrusque as well, and the heavy hitters continue momentarily when we uh, hook up with Ben Kuzma. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, uh, we're going to hook up with Ben from Post Media. Ben, how are you? Good afternoon, Bob. How are you? Oh, not bad. We had a little bit of truculence on the show just before you. Yeah, a lot of heavy hitters on today, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm in that category, but I'll try. I'll you, try. You'll try. Uh, how about this Canucks team? Like, uh, yeah. they just don't go away, do they? No, they don't. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is uh, people look at the Sunday's result in Vegas and they go, well, they got beat 3-0. They didn't get beat 3-0. Uh, they got embarrassed 3-0, outshot 48-19. to Travis Green, who usually finds some – kernel of uh, optimism in a, in a bunch that, that plays hard, said that that was the worst effort in his tenure uh, with the Canucks that's now approaching two years. So uh, you knew there was going to be a better push last night, and it's something about the Leafs coming to Vancouver. It's almost like uh, tonic for the Canucks. They're now 10-1-1 and in their last 12 home games against the Buds, who were, by the way, 32 32- 0-0 when leading after two periods until last night uh, when the Canucks uh, found a way to get the game into overtime and uh, Alex Edler got the winner and uh, quite a, a pretty raucous crowd as you can imagine when the Leafs come to town. So uh, good on the Canucks. Uh, sustainability is uh, always a problem for teams that are below the playoff bar. So we're going to find out pretty quick what they've got left tonight uh, for the uh, Oil in Edmonton. Well, uh, just uh, speaking of the raucous crowd, you were in the building last night. Oh, yes. Uh, they honored Ted Lindsay. They're going to do that tonight here at Rogers Place. Was there actual competing chants going on during the moment of silence? Well, I'm going to preface it with this. Um, like you, I get to the rink quite early. It was a 6 o'clock start. I was getting out of my 
parking stall downtown and at a hotel around four. And I figured, you know, I'm just going to cut through the restaurant bar here. It's a quicker way to get to the rink. Yeah. Uh, at four-ish, for a six o'clock start, I barely got in the door and barely got out the far door because it was wall-to-wall jammed with leaf-clad fans yes. who I would think went there for lunch. And by four o'clock, they were still there. So you can imagine what they were like by 6 p.m. Right. And unfortunately, um, the leaf chant started during the moment of silence. Uh, there was some chanting from Canuck fans telling the uh, telling the Leaf fans to shut up. And, of course, the retort came back the other way, and it was quite embarrassing. I mean, any of us that have a certain vintage to East at least understand Ted Lindsay, what he meant to the game, all the cups, the Players Association, the way a five foot nine game played, a guy played a game like he was six foot five. Uh, it was quite embarrassing. Uh, I, I, it would have been nice to have a do over, but I think uh, the Leafs coming to town and uh, the blue-clad faithful uh, had something to do with it, and it was unfortunate. It really was. Uh, well, I have my own family uh, story because my sister married a Maple Leafs fan, and uh, that. <laughs> okay. And uh, Chris Russell put the puck in his own net last year, and he decided to text me uh, during the course of the game when that happened. And that is, oh, yeah, yeah, that is a you could imagine as a broadcaster, the one thing that uh, you really don't like getting are uh, texts uh, during you know it, when you're writing the story uh, when you're on deadline, you don't want to be bugged downstairs. And when you're calling the game, you don't. And, and so, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't think he was drinking all day because he was in the building last year when that happened. But it was, and the owners had rallied back. And there is something about Toronto. I mean, it is a, you know, every chance, uh, you know, there was a piece written by Steve Simmons this week about Connor McDavid's situation. Uh, and then I was reminded by a couple of individuals, well, you know, Steve Simmons was the same guy calling out Team Canada in 1984 at the height of the Cold War during the Canada Cup. So everybody's allowed to write for pros and effect, and, uh, and I get that. Uh, so we're joined by Ben Kuzma. Ben, so here we are, the Canucks and the Oilers tied with 65, 65 points each. I look at Vancouver and say, if I'm a Canucks fan, uh, you know, I kind of got to respect where this team's at. The Oilers have finally slowly started to put their game together. Now, you know, Koskinen's been good since they traded Talbot. Uh, the defense has been healthy. They've started to get some wins, even though they don't have a lot of depth scoring. So tell me about this team specifically. You know, how they've been able to stay in it. What are the keys been to that? Well, I'll say goaltending. And uh, Jacob Markstrom has been absolutely lights out since December. Um, I give Ian Clark, the goaltending coach, a lot of credit here. I mean, like any big goalie, you know, sealing up the short side, uh, you know, first shot recovery, uh, a real challenge for a lot of big goalies who tend to, you know, plop down and throw up the chicken wing thinking they can go on their knees and make a save when the puck's going up top. Uh, Markstrom's just been so much better at that. Doesn't get rattled when he gets beat by a goal. Those early muffins that used to beat him last year are gone. Um, I think it's really different. He's understood, you know, once you're the guy and, and you're, you know, you're being called on night after yeah. night after night, it's a different mental preparation. It's yep. a different physical preparation. How you handle yourself uh, on off days, your recovery time, just the way you approach every night, it's totally different. And I think it was a tough transition for Markstrom last year. And uh, he's proven, I mean, there's always been a big question mark in this marketplace, is he a number one goalie? He's proven this year that he is. He's got another year left on his deal. 
I imagine Thatcher Demko will play tonight on the second half of a back-to-back. So uh, goaltending has, has been a big thing here. Uh, and everything else, ha- I think it's just been the play hard, the compete mantra, Bob, because when you look at, uh, you know, the big three, I mean, Horvat's been the, the, the consistent guy. I mean, last night he was 73% in the circle. He absolutely ate up Tavares in the circle who was 44, he had seven shots, uh, got robbed of a goal near the end of the second period. You're always going to get that from Horvat. But Besser and Pedersen are finding out how hard it is to play at this time of the year. Besser got hurt this time last year on that hit by uh, the clutter by the hit when he went into the, into the gate uh, at the Canucks bench. So Besser hasn't played at this time of the year. And uh, Pedersen, of course, is a newbie. And, you know, it's not PD's playground anymore. Everything we saw in the first half when teams kind of left him alone and he could dangle and he could wheel and he could let the wrister go on the one-timer, well, that's gone. He runs the power play off the half wall. Everybody knows he's trying to find Besser at the far point. That's been taken away. Uh, his time and space has been taken away. Uh, there's a frustration level. I think he's gone seven games now without a goal. He's got one in his last 11. Besser hasn't scored in the last uh, uh, seven. He's only got two in his last 11. So you wonder, how are they getting it done when the big three is kind of not what the big three should be? And you know this uh, in Edmonton better than anywhere else with the history of the Oilers. You know, where's the secondary scoring? Where's the support? It's not there. Uh, that's got to be job one for Jim Benning in the offseason. He's got to get a top six winger. Don't tell me Tanner Pearson uh, or Ryan Spooner is your answer. Uh, they've got to go in free agency. They're going to have to pay for one. So, but they got uh, some, they're, getting they got it, some... they're getting it done by playing hard, Bob. And, and I know that's a, a cliche, but uh, you can count on one hand uh, the games the Canucks were not in this year. And, then, and they played in 31 one-goal games. There you go. Uh, they, they've only got $50 million committed next year for 14 players. Uh, Edler's an unrestricted free agent. Brock Besser's restricted. So he's obviously, I mean, I would think he starts at six. Yeah. And maybe Edler starts at six to stay. Is that fair? Well, Edler might start at that number if they can get the term down. I, I think he's going to get a bump on his five schmail if they, if they can say, "Listen, uh, we love you. You love it here." I mean, Benning has the leverage here, and he's got to he's got to apply it. I mean, uh, you know, the, the funny thing about the Canucks last night it was if you watch the game, Alex Edler was it was vintage Alex Edler. Yes. I mean, he's healthy. He got over the concussion. He was nailing guys. He had six shots. He scores the OT winner. Uh, he played 27 minutes with Stetcher. Uh, he was unbelievable. So uh, you've got the leverage with a guy who doesn't want to go anywhere, didn't want to go anywhere at the, at the trade deadline, wouldn't waive his no trade. So maybe you give him a bump in salary to say to the agent, listen, we're not giving you three. We're giving you two, but we'll give you the money. Now that's going to be the interesting uh, negotiating point. Uh, so obviously uh, Patterson and or is Jack uh, Jack's going with P- is, what is going on with this pronunciation by the way because he told well, Jack Michaels that it's it, it is Peterson. Well, he wants to be. Uh, I guess it's kind of that acclamation thing to North America. He said Peterson at training camp. Although you know, if you're Swedish, it's Elias Pettersson. If you want to be, you know totally like linguistic but he said no it could be peterson over here i think it's part of the you know acclimating to north american and whatever i mean uh, we call him a lot of things <laughs> so uh he's he's comfortable with peterson uh if you're a swede talking to him it's probably peterson so go from there you yeah yeah a guy with uh, the vocal cords like you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick one bob well I, i'm confused on a daily basis but people <laughs> have said that's how i've been doing this show for a while yeah. uh uh, just just a couple more things here. We're, t- we're talking to Ben Kuzma from Post Media out of Vancouver. We don't know which goaltender we're going to get. Uh, we think it could be Demko. Yeah. Uh, do, does Ashton Sautner, former Edmonton Oil King, and Shen remain in the lineup on the back end, do you think? 
I think so. I mean, uh, there was nothing wrong with them last night. I mean, the, the latest problem they have on the back end is Ben Hutton blocked a shot uh, Sunday afternoon in Vegas. I mean, here we are. It's Thursday. We haven't heard a word yet. So that leads me to believe if I'm uh, guessing, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the radio that right. once you have that MRI, there could be a hairline there. Um, I mean, it's already Thursday. We haven't heard a word yet. So he's out and, uh, you know, Tan is still out with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he's slowly starting to skate now. And the other thing, too, is guys like Tanev is you're going to get to a point in the schedule where you're almost mathematically out of it. When do you just sit these guys down for the rest of the season and say, listen, we've got some guys in the farm we need to look at. We've got to wrap Tanev up in bubble wrap and have him ready for next fall. That and the fact that, now, are they going to get Hughes at the end of this year? Well, this is the interesting weekend. Uh, The uh, Michigan Wolverines open up the uh, Big Ten quarterfinals in Minnesota tomorrow. It's a best of three. Winner moves on. Uh, Minnesota's a three seed. Michigan's a six seed. Uh, so uh, whoever um, wins and moves on. So we should we could know as early as Saturday that uh, Michigan's either moving on uh, or Quinn Hughes might be here next week or they're going to play the third and deciding game on Sunday. So uh, we'll be certainly focusing on that. Uh, Quinn Hughes is uh, everything this team could have hoped for in terms of a guy who can run your power play and get you out of trouble in your own zone. So uh, we've written him to death, and uh, we'll be watching him a lot closer this weekend. Uh, Brandon Sutter done for the year with hernia, Sven Berchi, concussions, and these are guys that have got, you know, long, they're still under contract until yeah. 2021. I mean, you know, that's a third-line center and a second-line winger. I mean, those are two significant losses for this team. Yeah, the Berchi one really concerns me, Bob, because uh, he's already had five concussions at age 25. He got hit in uh, the game February 2nd in Denver where the Canucks actually had a healthy lineup, uh, 1-5-1. He didn't feel right after the game. Uh, He took a pretty good pop for me and Cole. Didn't fly with the team to Philly, went back home. Uh, He's skating lately on his own, but here we are. It's been, what, five weeks later. He's still not back. You wonder about that. Uh, With the Sutter situation, what you wonder about is his contract. Uh, Two more years, but it reverts to a modified no trade uh, this summer. So uh, they've got their third-line center in Adam Goddard, who had a really good game last night, a couple of helpers, and just keeps getting better. Uh, a Hobie Baker winner who looks like he's he's comfortable at this level. So the job one is for Jim Benning is you've got to find a top-six winger. You've got to find a top-four D-man. Uh, you've got a bit of a hammer there with, with Sutter. But, man, if you're going to move him at age 30, you might have to eat some salary. So uh, we'll see how that plays out this summer. As always, Ben, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Yeah, have a good one. Enjoy the game tonight. You bet. That's Ben Kuzma from Post Media out of Vancouver. It's 147 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 150 at Edmonton. The 2019 class for Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame has been announced. It includes uh, Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Kevin Lowe, along with former Calgary Flame Theron Fleury. Long time, and I do mean long time. Like he's, I think he's been the only play-by-play guy they've ever had and for years. He drove the bus as well. Bob Ridley, whose uh, son is a dentist here in Edmonton, out of uh, Medicine Hat for Bob Ridley. Duncan McDougall, Shirley Cameron, who was heavily involved in starting up women's hockey uh, here in uh, the city of Edmonton. The Henhouse Coffers, I think that was her team back in the day. And the 1986, 87, 87, 88 Medicine Hat Tigers. 
inducted into the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame. Bob Stoffer with you. To this day in, uh, oh wait, Oilers history. Yes, it's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 39 years. Join Dennis Lollibury, he's the president of New West, on a spectacular Italian tour and Greek island cruise, including daily tours, meals, and exclusive special events. For more information, call New West Travel. Go online, newwesttravel.com. What do we got back on... uh, March the 7th, 1988. I remember this day well. Well, Bob, Wayne Gretzky picks up five assists, and Grant Fear recorded his sixth career shutout to lead the Oilers to a 6-0 win over the Winnipeg Jets. And Fear set a new club record for shutouts in a season, which has since been passed by Tommy Salo twice, Curtis Joseph twice, and Cam Talbot as well. Yeah, well, those guys never got 13 assists in one season. All right, uh, Zach Gassian, and we brought his name up a lot on today's show. He is a former Vancouver Canuck that played with the Sedins, and he was a focal point of the the attention for the media today and Jack Michaels was able to gather some sound from him. It's our job, right? It's uh, We're definitely watching the standings. We're definitely watching other teams. It's no secret that we definitely need some help, but at the same time, we have to just continue to do what we're doing and continue to take care of our own play and, and, and let the chips fall in that way. Do you feel the team is playing not only as well as they have all year, but as well as they've had played maybe in the last two years? Uh, yeah, we're definitely playing well right now. I think a, a true team comes together when you're back against the wall and, and and a little bit of adversity and I think we could have folded in, folded in the tent but we haven't. We haven't quit on each other. We still believe um, and we're going to continue to work hard and try to improve every day and come to work and um, try to get into the playoffs and we don't think it's it's out of reach and we truly believe that and I think that's showing in our play. For me, the line of demarcation was kind of the all-star break. I believe you've come out of that break playing better hockey than you had in the previous 50 games. Is there anything you can put your finger on as far as that's concerned? No, obviously injuries are part of the game. Obviously, people forget Reggie Sequeira was two years ago um, a rock back there for us to get him back. He helped so much. And obviously, Clef Mom, those are two high-end guys. You take any D with that caliper out of anyone's lineup, and you're going to see a, a couple holes. But I think since they've been back, I think we've shown as a group that we can play with anyone if we're, we're playing the right way and we're competing I think we can we can win against anyone Did management go out and get you some help too in terms of, of Gagne and Curry because I feel like those two players have given the team a bit of a spark in the bottom six Yeah definitely obviously Gagne he's a, he's, a, he's a good player he's been successful he's, he's put up points in this league and obviously with the, the dry spell we, we've had with uh, some of our lineup he's came in and helped right away but then you have a guy like Caver came in and he's competing on a regular basis night in night out and, uh, and then you have a guy like Curry he's coming in and uh, competing working hard getting to the dirty airs to score goals and um, that's what teams are for sometimes some guys aren't going but uh, they've came in and, and complimented everybody really nicely Zach is this as good of a heater as you've been on I remember early in the season one time in Vancouver is the only other time I can think of where I mean you're playing with as much offensive confidence as I imagine you have for quite a while oh yeah definitely since the the Vancouver days I'd yeah. say there there was a start of the year yeah. where you had like what nine or ten goals mid-season or something yeah, like that it's, uh, definitely feeling good offensively yeah. I think when you're playing with those two players you're going to get better looks but uh, the thing with those guys those guys can play with anyone I've just been given the opportunity and I'm trying to to just play my style I'm trying to work for them I'm trying to get them the puck trying to create space and, and 
and it's working, but it's definitely nice. I, I've always known I can I could put up a little better numbers, but since I came to Edmonton, I was given a role, and um, now it's it seemed to change a little bit, and I have no problem trying to 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 adapt and, and, and play. I know I can. I feel as a player, I can play uh, anywhere up and down the line. That's Zach Cassian, who's had a good goal of late. As we mentioned, nine goals, 14 points, last 22 games. Miko Koskinen will start for the Edmonton Oilers. He's 5-3-2 since the Oilers have uh, traded Cam Talbot with a 9-20 save percentage. Bob, this text comes to us from Brad and Red Deer. First Drager, now Brian Burke floating Dave Nona's for GM. I'd be done with the team if that happened, but surely have learned nothing from Brad and Red Deer. Well, Dave Nona's worked for Brian Burke, and Dave Nona's, I believe, is the second cousin of Darren Drager. Just connecting the dots there for you. We will be back uh, tomorrow where one of our guests will be Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers. We're working on a couple others. It's a fluid show. We'll be back today at 5.30 for the City Ford Face-Off Show with Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, for now from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chat.